Bienvenido, bienvenida a Inspiring People, una plataforma de aprendizaje impulsada desde Utópicos, la mayor red de espacios flexibles de España, para conocer quién está detrás y cuáles son los mejores casos de éxito en recursos humanos de las mayores compañías de España. ¡Empezamos! Buenos días, ya estamos aquí en otra edición más de nuestro programa que lo que pretende es conectar a las mejores profesionales de recursos humanos y de personas para, al final, poder eh, aprender unos de otros, que es una cosa que hoy quizás eh, nos falta, ¿no? Eh, quizás estamos muy acostumbrados a, a escuchar e ir eh, más conceptos y más teorías, pero ¿qué es lo que está pasando en las mejores organizaciones del de mundo? ¿Qué es lo que está pasando realmente detrás de, de todo, no? Y hoy, con todo eso, tenemos con nosotros a Roxana. Que Roxana, eh, si, si te parece, lo haremos todo en inglés. ¿Ok? Vale. Perfect. Well done. So, Roxana, hello. Thank you for, for being with us today. Um, who are you? Hi, Alex. Thank you very much for inviting us, uh, for inviting me. And uh, the reality is that Uh, you know, uh, as we were discussing a couple of days before, the fact that we connected and we just, you know, we realized that we have thoughts and fresh ideas and perspectives to share is nothing is, everything is happening with a reason, right? Um, so let me, let me present, as, as you said, uh, my name is Roxana Dobrescu and I am uh, EMEA Head of People for Globo. I am in this amazing journey of uh, my life, actually, because everything that is happening now, you know, like global ecosystem is amazing because we have so much agility and we are growing so quickly uh, and we are in, uh, making sure that, you know, we are enabling this culture of diversity and fostering the inclusion. But like on top of that, what happened in the last couple of months is just mind blowing. I mean, um, difficult um, with plenty of obstacles but also extremely exciting and interesting for any sort of uh, professional and leader to go through this crisis management um, yeah I'm um, you know like in a, in a in a all the aspects that I, I can think of I'm just um, at the end of the day I'm grateful that we are discussing and living this uh, this uh, moment Well then, um, okay, now we, we are going to the next part, okay? Mm -hmm. So, um, perfect. Roxana, well done. So, so today we were discussing about, uh, okay, what can we talk uh, today? No? But, but I think that you have like such a good experience um, to share with us, no? That is, okay, how are we empowering people uh, to assume risk? In that moment that, that we are facing, how can we empower people uh, in that term? No? So, Roxana, how can we do it? <laughs> well, easy to say, definitely. It's, uh, it's much more difficult to put that in practice. Um, you know, when we are discussing about risks, we are discussing about um, a lot of ownership because in order for you to take risks risks uh, as an employee you need to feel empowered right like you need to feel the trust from your leaders from your manager from your team you need to feel entitled that okay you can go out there 
uh, because like taking risks are very much connected with failure like and assuming failure and making sure that you are okay with that well we are now going in through some waves and some uh, exceptional circumstances where risk is the pattern is the key but also fear of risk is also very much there right because uh, we are discussing about health risk financial risks career risks like everything that involves our entire safety net so it's just like is as simple as maslow said right with the with the needs of pyramid like if the safety part is not there you cannot build about you cannot speak about status or um um, self-discipline or going higher on on achieving um, extra complicated or more complex needs so when we're discussing about risks we need to make sure that we are fostering that culture of um, safety net and that's very difficult for any company because uh, we are all in a liability here I mean like it's very difficult to assume by any organization out there that in terms of uh, planning and strategizing they can go further than three months i mean like the time horizon is is shrinking a lot at this point in time and we are we all need to improvise so that appetite for risk in when we're discussing about employees or about leaders about organizations um might not be necessarily there but in global what we discovered is that this crisis because it's a pandemic right it's a crisis it's actually an amazing opportunity as well it's and it's first of all an opportunity to build community i mean the partnership that we managed to, to instill the the synergies that we managed to to grow together with partners from different uh, industries from very different um areas and avenues uh, the way we we managed to support the communities is absolutely unbelievable but this is also mirroring inside inside the organization right i mean like i can see now that we are we are working with a hunger that before was not there and probably you know why because i'm guessing that the engine is different like the motivation is different before it was the motivation for us to grow it was more based on ego status probably which is normal now the motivation comes more from this safetyness like we need to work together just to make sure that we are going to make it right and we are going to, to write a successful story um, so I'm guessing that and what I'm seeing in our organization is that we have two main behaviors those those people that were having the appetite for risk from before are really living on the glownership this is how we call this uh, you know like internal motivation and the passion of you being an entrepreneur taking an ambiguous situation and going further and and um having something absolutely beautiful and successful out of it and we also have the second behavior of people that might maybe are going in there are tapping into an, a more anxious mindset right like hmm, let me let me look at this new reality with a little bit of more cautious because um i'm not sure what tomorrow might bring because um uh maybe the communication with my manager is not absolutely transparent and clear so i don't i'm trying to read between the lines because maybe this is not my previous experience taught me that holding on in those sort of uncertain moments it's better so we as leaders and specifically as a people team 
we need to make sure that while we are keeping the first behavior with full speed and putting a lot of gas into that, we are also fostering this culture of, hey, we are here to take care of you. You are not alone. It's okay to be scared. It's, it's okay to feel that you don't know anything anymore and you need you know, to connect more dots than before in order to take some risks. And I think this is a great, um, it's a great moment for us as leaders to make sure and to understand that the team dynamic is changing and what was working before is not working now. And the main pattern that I'm seeing, and we are trying to instill a lot of that in Globo, is this customized approach. Like it's, we cannot have one size fits all in terms of communication, leadership, engagement. It's not there anymore. I mean, even now, Alex, when we are, we are thinking to, and we are working on this business continuity plan on how to go back to the offices, right? And the key word is, um, again, customization. If you do not feel right, if you, are, if, if you don't, do not feel comfortable, no one is going to force you. It's like you can come here, you can come, come back in two months, you can go, come back whenever you, you will feel ready. And we are trying to foster a lot of, um, specific individualized behavior and approach for everyone because we understand that it's a bubble, right? It's a bubble that can become as a shield if we are going to take care of every individual. If not, it's going to explode. So I feel that our mission as leaders is so strong and so important now to make sure that, you know, like when, when it comes to take risks, um, we allow the rhythm and the, the tempo and the breathing area of each of our employees. Well, then, uh, how did you see it? Did you like it? Yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> you tell perfect. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, now I think that I can ask you like something more like, like for example, uh, which concrete actions have you done? No? in order to foster that, um, that, um, that uh, risk part, no? Mm. Like, if you can tell like that, like one action, for example, or, or you can put like some examples, I think that that, that would be nice. Yes? Okay. <laughs> think about it, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's improvise, yeah. Okay, well done. Well done, well done. And, and Roxana, uh, I have one question for you that is, um, which type of actions, which concrete actions have you done in this part? In, how are you fostering that uh, taking risk? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a very good question. And this is a question that we are also trying now to understand in the new, in the new way of, of uh, working, right? Because what happened, Alex? Um, we knew that this, we knew. We hoped that it, the crisis will not hit us, but we, we could see what's happening outside, right? And we started to prepare with this, uh, with our crisis management plan, of course, and to make sure that we, we take all the, all the um, risk mitigation actions in there. But the reality is it happened really quickly. I mean, like in January, I remember clearly 
when I was, you know, strategizing about how this year will, will look like, I was already putting the roadmap into place and March came and everything was like, you know, dust. Uh, I mean, like in a matter of days, and I'm speaking about like less than seven, we had to um, understand how this new reality will look like, look like and how it will affect us. So we start, we worked from March until I would say uh, end of April in a rather um, nonstop um, tempo and also with, you know, um, seizing the moment. I, I guess that all the organizations were very much in the moment, like, like, you know, that FOMO, fear of missing out, that was there for all of us like all the stakeholders, organizations, employees, leaders, partners, customers, everyone was like trying to read the news, trying to understand what's happening in order to be able to react and adapt. So I think that that was the mindset that we as a company had in, in order to make sure that we are, you know, like we are communicating clearly all the time, every day, that we are understanding what's happening in different parts of the world, in all our countries, that we can standardize and we can bring norms uh, to, you know, like, no matter if it's Kenya, if it's Morocco, if it's Italy or Argentina, it was very important to make sure that, you know, all our employees feel safe and they are safe. Um, now, uh, I'm seeing that we are taking advantage of this new moment of maturity as a company and as a people team, trying to think, okay, so how can we polish, you know, like what we had before? Because like, we, you know, in terms of the values, our values remain the same. But maybe, you know, like how we are putting them into actions, behaviors are not there anymore. So when we, are, we were discussing about glownership in terms of, hey, like assuming risks before this crisis, probably it will mean a different um, momentum and different translation of the behaviors starting with September. Uh, because we now we can see that um, we had some some avenues that we thought are very strong for us to build. And we disregarded some other strengths that we had in, in, in us as a company and as a culture that we can see now there were our, our, you know, the biggest allies. And what I've seen was that, for example, people stepped up. I mean, like people that were, were before more in a specialist area, now, because they had to, they assumed a lot of new leadership roles or project management roles, and we were blown away. I mean, like the level of um, autonomy, the level of drive and creativity that people demonstrated in the last couple of weeks is absolutely amazing. And we just, we watched how this crisis actually accelerated the top talents that we had in the company. So I think that now it's our duty to take them and foster them and make sure that we keep the momentum. So this is, this is what actually we are doing. We are trying to make sure that from a recognition perspective, our leaders are seizing the, the moment and they are recognizing with, you know, like clear career development path, with clear um, uh, retention plans for our top talents. Uh, it's we, another important part of, of this aspect is how we are trying to make, make sure that our people are remaining engaged and motivated, although, you know, discussing about clear examples, although um, somehow the, un the uncertainty is still here. 
So what we're trying to do, we are trying to make sure that we are, first of all, having clear communication channels. Uh, just to give you an example, our CEO is having um, any, a, every other week Q&As with the entire company globally. Uh, we have every Monday stand-ups with our CEO and our VPs and our, like, the, pro the project leaders showing and showcasing the best practices every Monday. It's like we know that we start the week 9.30 every, uh, every Monday with, with you know, us being together, us understanding what are the key priorities for this week, what, where we should focus our, um, our efforts, how are we doing as an organization. Uh, what are the, you know, like the key uh, lessons that we need to, to have for, for the future projects? And this is putting a lot of us to get hashtag together. This is actually the, you know, the name of our, uh, of our newsletter. But, you know, in terms of communication, I think this is absolutely critical. And I can see that this is like, you know, super easily to cascade down until the last, uh, um, the last layer in the, in the company. So this is allowing us to think the same and to know what are the stakes of the company, no matter the level and no matter the country. Um, so speaking about risks, this is a very good way of knowing where to put our bets and to make sure that, hey, um, I've seen in Latin America that you know, this project uh, is, a, is a winner. Let me try it. And you know, this is how you build a community, you build the best practices, and you make sure that you know, people are concentrated and channeled in the same, in the same way. Um, another very you know, like, uh, important action that we are putting out there is um, continuing our mentoring program, which I believe, you know, and we had a lot of, um, lot of questions at the beginning, if we should do it or if we should pause it. Uh, and what we discovered, Alex, was actually very in, in, interesting. I, I am one of the mentors as well. And in my mentoring group, um, you know, we had, uh, the mentees were having clear development, career development objectives. And at the beginning of this crisis was like, we're like, yeah, personal branding might not seem very much important where, you know, like every, everyone is panicking around us. So what we, we were discussing was that we can transform the mentoring groups in support groups in order to make sure that, you know, like people from different functions are in the mentoring groups and they are speaking about, hey, how are you feeling? Do you feel the anxiety? Do you, how, how are you communicating with your teams? Um, can you be vulnerable? Because that's, that's so important when we're discussing about, you know, taking risks and moving on the agenda. You need to be vulnerable in order to be authentic in order to make sure that you have the team with you to assume together the same risks. So, you know, like the fact that we continued the mentoring program, the fact that we, we made sure that the same norms applies for all our colleagues and we are discussing, we have, we fostered this communication channel where we can discuss about, hey, I'm scared. Hey, I'm burned out. Hey, I like, I just need this Friday off. And like, you know, this openness, I think it's absolutely part of our DNA and it's absolutely critical in order to go further in the next, um, in the next, next growing chapter. Well done, well done, Roxana. Uh, thank you, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I, I know that we will be following us, no? Um, and, but there is one question that we always uh, ask to to the people that join us 
in the podcast. That is, which is the book that you will recommend uh, to another person, no? Which is the book that has changed your life? Um, that's, that's very interesting that you are asking me this. Um, I'm reading now a book that I don't know how. I received it as a gift a couple of months ago, but now I am, I'm reading it. Uh, and it's, um, it's called Blink. Uh, okay. it's a, yes, and it's a, it's a book uh, written by Malcolm Gladwell. And the reality is that um, this book is about intuition. So okay. it's, it's about how can you take decisions in two seconds. And uh, I always consider that intuition is an is a important part of my strength. And uh, it's, it's somehow part of who I am. Um, and it, I just realized that when you are in a crisis, your intuition is like my intuition was my radar. Because I had a lot of moments when, you know, like by, we, I could have done the things by the book. Uh, but my intuition was telling me that I need to go and like, you know, deep dive on that specific aspect or like maybe reshuffle the communication in, an, in, a, in a more non-conformistic way. And uh, I, I highly recommend the book. It's called Blink because in a blink of an eye, our world changed. But also in a blink of an eye, it looks like we are going back to a new normal. I, I do not think and do not anticipate this will be, you know, um, um, an effort that we will not uh, think of in, year, in the years to come. But uh, I would always, always recommend our leaders to listen, to follow their intuition and listen to their internal radar uh, because their experience brought them until this point in time and uh, they should capitalize on it. Well done. Thank you, Roxana, for your time. And, and we will be following you and Global. Uh, in 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 all of uh, the places that, that we can find you and to the and to the media. Thank you, thank you very much, and see you soon. Thank you so much, Alex. Gracias, gracias por acompañarnos durante el día de hoy. Te esperamos en el próximo episodio. Hasta luego.